Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, haha. To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and Ah, Lou Ruffino, you remember that. 1966, the one-hit wonder of a guy named Napoleon the 14th. On WABC, it got up to number three. I mean, they played that in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. You couldn't play that song now. You know, you can't play that song. I don't ever hear Cousin Brucey play it in his rotation. Not Vinnie Madugno on Saturdays. Not Tony Orlando. It's considered uh, persona non grata. You can't play that. We're playing it now because all eyes are on Creedmoor, a New York State psychiatric facility in Eastern Queens right before the Nassau County border near the North Shore. 300 acres, I've watched, I've walked most of it. The largest building, which is in complete lockdown, they have to be, uh, they're the most dangerous patients, is building number 40. You pass by building number 25, completely abandoned. What a disgrace. It could be housing, psychiatric patients, emotionally disturbed patients uh, who are roaming the streets, who are cut loose during the lockdown and pandemic and never retrieved. They live in the subways, they live in the parks, they live in the streets. Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb doesn't care. Eric Adams doesn't care. None of them care. Only 30% of the beds are occupied in Creedmoor, which at one time, 1959, had 7,000 patients. Now that's way too much. Way too much. But Lou Reed was a patient there for a while. Did you know that, Lou? Lou Rafino And Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie was out there a while, and in fact, for some of their patients, they used to give them electroshock and lobotomies. Oh, my God, horrible. And then they started to uh, de-escalate the institutionalized locations like Creedmoor, like Pilgrim State out in Central Islip, Brentwood, and others, and rightfully so. But we have emotionally disturbed persons who are in desperate need of care. But all eyes are on Creedmoor because it's expected by tomorrow that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, will be busing in the first single able-bodied young man with nothing to do, nowhere to go there to live under a tent. And sort of resonating in my mind is exactly what happened on Sunday when he thought he was coming to the Indian uh, parade annual Indian Day Parade, and he was met by boos and challenges. And He was in total shock. He'd never heard that term before, one-term mayor. 
He just assumed, oh, you know, I'll serve a second term and I'm on my way to the White House. All these illegals, mostly Hispanic. By then, they'll be able to vote. They'll welcome the fact that I was at Papichulo, that I was the Biden in Brooklyn, that I welcomed them in, that I fed them, I clothed them, not with my money, but with the city taxpayers' money. And they'll reward me by making me president of the United States. This is, this is the warped thinking that exists at City Hall amongst all the uh, sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys of Eric Adams, which includes uh, former Governor David Patterson, my husband-in-law. We're going to deal with him in the next segment. Oh, my God. What he said about me earlier. <laughs> he ain't getting away with that, Lou. You know that, Justin. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, I believe in the Old Testament. Anyway, Eric Adams approached the group that was protesting the placement of the illegal single able-bodied men on the grounds of Creedmoor, which may well be starting at some point tomorrow. And he was trying to explain it, but it wasn't resonating. You have the right to decide who you want to vote on as a a mayor. That's how you show your power. If you feel I'm not doing the job I've been doing for the last year and 18 months with this mess that I inherited, this mess that I inherited, you have the right to do what you want. This mess that he inherited, how quickly he likes to revise history. He created this mess when those first buses came in in August a year ago. Governor Abbott said, Eric Adams, we're overwhelmed in Texas. Come on down to the border. You'll understand why I'm sending him to New York. You're a sanctuary city in a sanctuary state. We're not here in Texas. And Eric Adams flipped them the bird and called them a racist. And then he would be out there in his $5,000 customized suits every day, welcoming the illegals, his whole uh, staff there, an entourage there, giving them swag bags and hooking them up into three-star hotels, three squares, cell phones, iPhones, smartphones, health care, the whole nine yards. He did that for months and months and months and months. And then one man came out of that crowd, Phil Orenstein, who's a leader in the longest-running Republican club in the five boroughs, the Queens Village Republican Club. And he challenged the mayor right there, and he did not surrender. He did not retreat. People are devastated by the idea of bringing a, a, a thousand single able-bodied uh, migrants right into our neighborhood with no curfew. They're unvetted. What diseases do they have? Who are they? Get a pad and a pen, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you where you can join us Wednesday night. It's going to be a night of civil disobedience. Uh, bring your walkers and wheelchairs. you got to be 65-plus, but you could be in the crowd. You don't have to be 65 to be in the crowd. I'm talking about those which we're going to get arrested. I mean, we're taking this to a new level. We are not taking this anymore. So Phil Orenstein made a very, very coaching point and then said, hey, just send them back. What I need you to do as one of your constituents, is send them back. Yes, send, send them, them back, back to Washington, D.C. Send, send them back to Mexico. Have yeah. some guts. Stand Me with too. your people. We're your people. Have some guts. Stand with your people. We're your people. Eric Adams is the mayor of our people here in New York City. Not illegal aliens, but he's decided to flip the script. Could I hear that one more time, Lou? 
One more time. What I need you to do as one of your constituents is send them back. Yes. Send them back to Washington, D.C. Send them back to Mexico. Have some guts. Stand with your people. We're your people. Stand with your people. We're your people. But Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, didn't want to hear that. He said there's nothing uh, he can do because he won't break the law. Now, by the way, he breaks the law every day. He won't work with Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, refuses to work with that federal security agency. But then again, it's do as I say, not as I do. If I do that, will I be breaking the law? Will you be breaking the law? There's no sanctuary city law on the books. No, here's my question. If I were a, a local city does not have the authority to deport people, if I were to get what you said, I would be breaking the law. I could be sanctioned by the federal government that would take away dollars from the city. So if we're going to come no, up with a solution, a let's come up with one that doesn't break the law to help us fix this problem. That's right. You heard in the crowd, that's a lie. It is. How is it, Abbott? can basically put them on buses and ship them out. The mayor in El Paso, friends of Eric Adams, he's not being fined. But see, Eric Adams thinks, like most politicians, that all of you out there, you're stupid. You're still nuts. You don't remember what was said five seconds ago, five minutes ago, five weeks ago, five days ago, five weeks ago, five months ago, five years ago. They really think you're stupid. That's why I trust you, the people. That's why we had 4,000 people out there last week protesting. And we'll probably double those numbers tomorrow night. There will be a handful of us that will engage in civil disobedience, a night of civil disobedience. You got to come out to save our city. Save our country. Phil Orenstein was speaking, not for just the residents of Eastern Queens, speaking for the residents of our city, our state, our country. You come on out, 7 o'clock, the events will begin. And that's right on the corner of Hillside Avenue, 235th Court in Queens Village, right by PS 18 across from the Snap parking lot where the tents are already up. That's Hillside Avenue entrance to Creedmoor. I will be arrested. Yeah, I'm 65 plus. This will be my 78th arrest and my proudest arrest yet. My last one was outside of Gracie Mansion when I had to serve papers on comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and his wife Charlene, the thieves who stole one and a half billion dollars that was supposed to go to caring for the emotionally disturbed, and they pocketed it. And yeah, I got arrested for that. Nobody else did. I did. But this time I'm going to be joined by others. And it's going to be replicated all over the city. Don't leave it to the politicians. I warned them. They made fun of me in May. In my own party, Joe Borelli out in Staten Island demeaned me. Joanne Ariola out in the Rockaways demeaned me. Oh, he's making it up. He's just a talk show host. He's a pisser. He's a person of no consequence. We could have been organizing together in May. But now I'll put all of that aside. We got to stop this invasion. This mayor, this governor, the president, they don't care anything about us. 
It's all about getting new voters in the future so that they will pledge their allegiance to the Democratic Party once they can vote and their children and children's can vote until the day they die. I'm telling you, on the wall will be a picture of Jesus Christ, the Lady of Guadalupe, the Virgin of the Blessed Mother Virgin, Joe Biden, their Papa Chulo, and yes, the Biden of Brooklyn, Eric Adams, who will say, who's your daddy? Featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Got to, got to pay back. Revenge. A man. Got to get back. I need some get back. Couldn't believe what I was hearing this morning on Sid and Friends. All right, enough of the music here, because I really am going to pay this guy back. It's going to be a blood feud. It's a vendetta. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. I'm an Old Testament guy, even though I was born New Testament. I don't turn my cheeks to anybody, as you all know, in 69 years. So Sid was trying to be nice to uh, my husband-in-law, Governor David Patterson, who he had attended a Met game uh, with last night. I don't know why. Pittsburgh uh, Pirates on a Monday night. Ain't nobody in the stadium. More people, hey, Justin, more people went to see the Savannah Bananarama versus the Staten Island Ferry Hawks Friday night. I mean, what the hell kind of b- low-budget game was that? But anyway, so Sid asked uh, Governor David Patterson, Simple question about the next mayoral election. Curtis Sliwa, who um, I will say to you, I know you like Eric, but you better vote for Curtis next time, Dave, or you and I can't be friends anymore. And then he refused to answer that. Okay. He was taking a pass. I mean, he's a, a Hessian, a mercenary for Eric Adams. He's a lobbyist. He doesn't want to offend the mayor. He puts his beak in the trough. He gets wine down and pocket line like all lobbyists and former uh, politicos. All right. So then Sid gets uh, on Patterson about the migrant issue and the fact that the problem really emanated from Eric Adams. You can't call everybody else racist and inhumane who ship their migrants out and then all of a sudden decide, hey, it's not my problem. So I love you, but I I think you're being a, a little kind to the mayor, who certainly is part of his problem, not the solution. And then Governor Patterson uh, earned uh, his uh, support at City Hall for any of his endeavors in the Adams administration with this answer. Well, I think we should all think about the position that the mayor is in. He's got 100,000 migrants. Uh, it costs $9.3, billion, uh, $9.3 million a day yeah. to house them. That's $3.6 billion a year. Right. You will destroy your budget and destroy your educational system right. trying to address this. And uh, and I don't know anyone else who's spoken out as forcefully as he has. What? He doesn't know anyone else who has spoken out as forcefully against the illegal aliens as his friend Eric Adams? Hey, if you're listening, David Patterson, clean the wax out of your ears. 
Let me pay, play you what your friend Eric Adams, who is destroying this city, had to say a year ago in August. He wasn't speaking out against the illegals. He was encouraging them to come here and giving them things that even the taxpayers can't get. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Um, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. Now, let me ask you, was uh, David Patterson at that time, Lou, in intensive care, you know, out of the country, uh, not able to know what the mayor of the city was doing by inviting in the illegal aliens, saying we're a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state, and it's our moral obligation and our duty to house them, feed them, clothe them, give them smartphones, iPhones, give them health care, give them things that even taxpayers can't get. And who's going to pay the bill? We, the sucker taxpayer of New York City. Does he not remember that? And so that enraged Sid. Sid was like eplectic. Remember, Sid was just sitting with him last night in City Field. Nobody was there for the Pirates game. I don't know why they would go on a Monday night, Mets versus Pirates, but they did. They seemed to be getting along splendidly, but clearly they had not talked about the illegal alien invasion. Listen, Sid, to Sid, getting all over him. He spoke out forcefully last week when he blamed the federal government for sending all who, these who's, people who's in the, here who's the, not who, sending who, any money. Who's the federal government? Well, the federal government is, is obviously the president. Well, 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 so why does he say Joe Biden? You know why? Because he's still... He no, no, he didn't. He has not once said Joe Biden. He says the federal government, he still refers to himself as the Biden of Brooklyn. Wow. They weren't on friendly grounds any longer. I'll bet you last night, Justin, they didn't talk about the illegal aliens at all. You know, he was accompanied... Uh, Sid Rosenberg by Keith Hanchowitz of Power Express, number one supporter of Eric Adams. Uh, Anthony Caron, that crook, uh, the younger brother of the crook, Frank Caron, the biggest crook of all, and David Patterson. And you know why they went to a Met game on a Monday night when nobody around for the Pittsburgh Pirates was so that they could lobby Sid to get back on board the SS Eric Adams uh, Titanic. And wanted him to get back on board. Man, I, what happened after that was that makeup to breakup sure took place. The number of people and the amount that's been sent to New York is out of line with the numbers that have been uh, sent other places. Oh, well, he wanted don't, them. Don't just attack somebody because you want to attack them or people want to see a Democrat attack another uh, Democrat. I didn't hear too many uh, Republicans attacking Trump when he was in the White House, and I don't blame them for not doing that. Hold on a second. What What is wrong with David Patterson? Is he that much in the bag for Eric Adams? Does he not remember that Mitch McConnell was criticizing President then Donald Trump almost every step of the way? Does he not remember Speaker of the House, Congressman Ryan, criticizing Donald Trump every step of the way? Does he not remember that? Does he not understand that the schmuck to butts Chuck E. Cheese Schumer has remained quiet about the illegal aliens 
who can control purse strings and send money badly needed to New York. No, no, no. Does uh, you have any idea that Hakeem Jeffries, who soon will be Speaker of the House at one point, he said nothing, nothing, if not criticized Biden at all, nor has Eric Adams. And then Patterson goes on and talks about how he is doing such a tough job, Eric Adams, such a tough job. His most immediate problem is trying to run the city and at the same time trying to run the city when they are practically wiping out 10% of his budget. That's his problem. That's his problem? No, his problem is husband-in-law David Patterson, that he invited them in here with no way to pay for them, hoping that the Pompachulo of the illegal aliens would cut him a big check so he could sign contracts like he's doing now for the illegal aliens and his cronies, friends of Eric Adams, can get the kickbacks. Come on, you know the game. Governor David Patterson, when you were governor, there was an attempt to get the very first Racino the uh, all-purpose Racino at Aqueduct. And the Aqueduct Entertainment Group, AEG, lobbied you and Eric Adams, who was in the state Senate, and Floyd Flake, who had just left the House, and John Sampson in the state Senate, and that crook Malcolm Smith. And you guys almost all went to jail for that because it was, it was corrupt. You should have all gone to jail. They should have took out a daisy-chain perp perp walk and had you all go to jail. You were lucky that Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo came to your rescue and brought in Genting, the Malaysian uh, gambling firm, to run the Racino there to give 60% of its stake to the state. It's the only only reason you guys didn't go to jail. Man, how, <laughs> how the guy doesn't seem to understand. And then Patterson took shots at me. Oh, man, is he going to regret this. Justin Ellick, get on a war footing. I mean, Lou Rafino, get on a war footing. When I heard this, I like wanted to take my fist and punch it through the wall. Can I get you right now to pledge your allegiance and promise me that you will vote for Curtis Sliwa when he runs again against Mayor Adams? Uh the last time Curtis ran, yeah. I got one of these bets with someone at the station. They haven't paid up yet. So <laughs> all I'm going to say is the only way Curtis will win is if there's an earthquake and he's the only survivor. Really? I want you to play that again, Lou. Play that again, Sam. Can I get you right now to pledge your allegiance and promise me that you will vote for Curtis Sliwa when he runs again against Mayor Adams? Uh, the last time Curtis ran, yeah. I got one of these bets with someone at the station. They haven't paid up yet. So <laughs> all I'm going to say is the only way Curtis will win is if there's an earthquake and he's the only survivor. Really? I'm the only survivor, right? Because he thinks Eric Adams has son- done such a wonderful job. Obviously, David Patterson, he's not out in the streets. You know, he goes, limo, limo, limo ride. Hey, Jeeves, Jeeves, drive me around. I'm a big-time lobbyist, you know. 
I'm out there in Nassau County trying to get the license to run an all-purpose casino there for Bruce Blakeman and all the Republicans out there. I'm getting paid well. Doesn't strike me as much as a, of a subway guy. But anyway, I diverse. I, I digress. Then he goes on to explain that. I think in his mind he realized, wow, that was a, you think, Justin, a little too harsh? Well, he decided to give me some props and then drop the anvil on me. He has no chance. <laughs> now, why do you say he's got no chance? I'm curious. Well, Ivan Curtis is very bright. I used to do a radio show with him. Yeah. Um, but I think that his, uh, you know, the, the way he campaigns, it looks more like a sideshow than an actual campaign. Does he know the issues? Yes. Can he? Does he have the institutional memory? Yeah. He has a, a tremendous, particularly historic memory about things that have gone on. Right. But I would think you would need somebody who had a little more government experience. A little more government experience. How are we doing with guys like that? First, it was Andrew Evelice Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I who signed in no-cash bail. How's that working, David Patterson? And then Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, a lot of political experience there. How's that working out? And then de Blasio for eight years, lots of political experience. How's that working out? Eric Adams, lots of political experience. How's that working out? You had a lot of political experience. How did that work out? You did such a lousy job that when Andrew Evilized Cuomo told you, get out being the governor because I want to be governor, you said, yes, boss, I'm out of here. Are you crazy? Get another politician in there, a regular government bureaucrat to do even more damage? Like this guy, Eric Adams, notice what he said on Friday. He played Punch's pilot after encouraging all the illegal aliens to come in. In August of last year, on Friday, he said, no mas, no mas. It's not my problem. It's you, the people's problem. This is a moment where people need to stop asking Eric what are you doing? This is a moment we need to ask, what are we doing? We can't do this alone. This is an all hands on deck. The dollars coming in are not equaling the dollars that we have to pay going out. So we're going to do our part to the best of our abilities within the financial restraint. But we have a real call. We need every New Yorker that has something to offer to play a role. This is not Mayor Adams' job. This is the job of the people of the city of New York. This is not Mayor Adams' job. Yeah, we need professional uh, bureaucrats who run away from their responsibilities. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not want to be missing tomorrow's 7.05 appearance that I make Monday through Fridays with Sid Rosenberg because I am going to drop verbal napalm on my husband-in-law, David Patterson, who years ago moved into my crib that I was paying the mortgage for, pimped my ride, and then... He said what he said about me. All right. Hey, look, you're getting paid. Eric Adams and his uh, his cronies there. They got you on a short leash. I got it, David Patterson. You got to, hey, man, you got to sing for your money. But you're going to regret this. Tomorrow I'll be listening at 7.05, ladies and gentlemen, because I am going to drop verbal napalm on him like I did on Peter King, like I do to anyone else who considers themselves a friend of mine, and then they turn on me. Look out. Tomorrow, 7.05, it's all out war. 
This is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. God, another whale has washed ashore. song by Judy Collins. The sound of the whales in the background and makes you just want to cry. My wife Nancy, while I was on the air with Sid this morning, as I am every Monday through Friday, it's actually early uh, because Tulsi Gabbard was on. Great interview from Maui. She spoke with me afterwards and she was crying. She said, another dead whale has washed ashore on Long Island, this time Atlantic Beach in Nassau County. This is the third whale to wash ashore in the tri-state in just the past four days. Remember, we just spoke about it yesterday, the most recent at the beach in Long Branch along the Jersey Shore and the one before that. Right by Shirley, near Robert Moses State Park, near Gilgo Beach. And all they say, oh, we're going to take the whales away and do a necropsy, and we never, ever hear anything about what caused their demise. It's happening now on an almost daily basis. If it's not a whale, it's a dolphin, it's a porpoise. Come ashore, tortured, dying horrible deaths. And just from the layman, if you look at them, you can see their navigational systems probably were thrown off by the continued placement of dynamite on the seafloor so that they can embed these giant towers, turbine-driven, that generate green energy, these windmills. Each one of them the size of the Chrysler building. And yet you speak to Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who spoke at a breakfast in the Hamptons on Saturday. She doesn't want to talk about it. The contracts are being signed with foreign companies to continue to put windmills offshore six miles. No bid contracts. You say no bid contract, I say kickback. Who are all the people all along the line that are getting paid because of this? And the worst is Governor Half in the Bag always smashed Murphy in New Jersey, who says a million times, no, we're not going to temporarily suspend putting the windmills offshore. The latest group will be 13 miles offshore, Atlantic City and Brigantine. 
It doesn't matter. This bill, there'll be no moratorium. We're doing this for green energy. No, you're not. You're doing it for the green in between. Look, your politicians, like Shelly Silver used to say, I got to feed my people. And you're feeding them out of the corruption trough of all the kickbacks coming from these companies in Sweden and Denmark that are actually raising the price before they put any more windmills in place offshore. They're blaming it on Biden inflation. Republicans, Democrats, we have to come together. Every day, another beautiful, magnificent mammal, a whale, comes ashore, no doubt killed as a result of losing their innate ability to guide themselves through the ocean because of the way these windmills are being put in. We'll never forget this, Murphy. We'll never forget this, Hochul. You're impervious to any sentimentality.